0: you'll be
1: amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Chad on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's a scoop session with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. He brings you inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams with a little reckless speculation. Sprinkled in, we're gonna. So we've got a bunch of Viking stuff. We're gonna get to. We're gonna get to even more twin stuff. Also, with the trade deadline approaching, you got roster decisions on the horizon, Doogie. But once you float a quick Twins nugget here, that's pertinent today, because I believe the only first round pick yet to sign is the Twins' fifth overall pick. With just a few hours before the deadline, or he's back in the draft next year, basically.
2: Correct, and if that happened, the Twins would get the sixth overall pick in the 2024 draft, but that is not happening, Phil. I've felt all along the Twins knew when they drafted him, what was that about, what, three, four weeks ago, that they were going to sign him. Yes, it has taken longer than they anticipated. Scott Boris doing the negotiation for Walker Jenkins, but the Twins have an excellent relationship with Scott. You think about Carlos Correa, Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov, Ryan Jeffers, Austin Martin, This isn't the Terry Ryan regime. The Derek Falvey regime and Scott get along very, very well. I at-tweeted some people on Monday. There was no cause for concern. That is correct, as we now are into Tuesday. The deadline is 4 o'clock Central. But all signs point to the Twins wrapping up a deal with Walker Jenkins, with him being a Target Field, perhaps even meeting with reporters at 3 o'clock. But that has been... Floated about. So, bottom line Walker Jenkins, all signs point to him undergoing a physical here in Minneapolis, him putting pen to paper, signing with the Twins. Then we can have the debate is he the number one Twins prospect or is it still Brooks Lee? But the idea is Walker Jenkins, corner outfielder in all likelihood, maybe ends up playing a little center at some point, but long term, he projects to be a corner outfielder but that at some point in the next, what, four to five years, maybe closer to four than five, but at some point in a number of years that Walker Jenkins will be playing outfield at Target Field.
1: Awesome. So that's, uh, okay, if you think he's going to be a future franchise star, that's kind of a potential crisis averted. We have a lot more twin stuff we will get to. Uh, But on the Vikings front, we're sitting here. Today is the koc Quasi press conference. Then you've got training camp. We're just kind of full go here and the Daniil Hunter situation is still lingering. You still have potential contract things out there for Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I'm curious to hear more on this Jordan Addison going 140 miles an hour because of a dog crisis, but where do you want to start here with this sort of bin of big Vikings topics going into uh, the first week of training camp,
2: dudes? Well, I mean, I think the number one question is Will Daniil Hunter report today? Will he be on the field tomorrow? If he's not on the field tomorrow, he is subject to a $50,000 fine. Each day of camp he misses, he would be subject to a $50,000 fine. Well, at this point, Phil, I just swapped text messages with a high-profile agent one that represents a number of Vikings, has his fingerprints all over the Vikings organization, has long-standing relationships with a number of people in the Vikings front office, he told me he truly doesn't know. And at this point, I do believe if Daniil Hunter was reporting today, was going to be on the field tomorrow, maybe this falls under the reckless speculation umbrella, Phil, but I really believe if that were to be the case, we would have found out by now. So I don't have the answer. I'm sorry. I don't have the answer whether Danielle reports today or not. We will find out soon enough whether Quasey and Kevin, you know, tell us or the Vikings just send out the list like they did on Sunday with the guys that reported on Sunday. That remains to be seen. But we will find out here soon very, very soon on the Danielle front. I just don't have the final answer. But I'm just telling you, my sense is if they were close to some sort of resolution – we would have found out that already. I'll continue to say, Phil, I keep hearing the Vikings want him here in 2023. They have verbalized that to him. Brian Flores wants to coach Daniil Hunter. They want Daniil here. The question is, it's the haggling over guaranteed money beyond the 2023 season. I don't have any more specifics than that. Is that just 24? Is that bleed into 25? That there's some haggling over future years, but that the Vikings are willing to give him a sizable raise here in 2023.
1: Dude it feels like though with those fines that could start to kick in obviously this week that wouldn't that like to me that that would signify that you would be accelerating this process and there's a, there's a you know a light at the end of the tunnel here. So you're saying that if, if it if that's not the case that we're basically still at, at ground zero essentially of contract negotiations with with Daniil Hunter and the Vikings.
2: Well, I don't think we're at ground zero, Declan. Like, they've been talking, so I just – I can't classify it as ground zero. But, yeah, I mean, how long? I mean, the question then is how long is he willing? If he does indeed hold out, how long is he willing to hold out? Or, you know, is the possibility of a hold in where he's there but he's not doing much, is that in play so he avoids the fine? I mean, heck, we're seeing it with Chris Jones right now in Kansas City. If the end result is a big-time raise – then fifty thousand dollars over the course of a handful of days probably isn't the biggest deal in the world, right? But hey, like if we're talking on August seventh, August 9th, if Daniil Hunter isn't here, okay, then start doing the math on that money. That's when it starts to get dicey. But I'm just telling you, I really I do Phil. I really believe. Tell me if you disagree, but that if Daniil was going to be here if he's in town right now if he was planning on being a TCO performance center later today like i think that would have leaked i really do i think we would have had intel on that by now
1: yeah i think I, here's what i'm most interested in with this is you're you're saying and I, I this makes total sense why there would be uh you know a negotiation here that it's less about this year hey yeah we'll get we'll def- yeah we're not going to just Play hardball on the four point nine million. We know you're worth more than that. Like that's not the issue. It's two thousand twenty four, two thousand twenty five, and Dukes. We have dissected this on Purple Daily from every possible angle, going back to January, even going back like late last season. Sort of forecasting this out. Like, oh, look at that weird Daniel Hunter uh, contract situation, right? And I am fully aware of the age cliff for edge rushers being elite, top of the line edge rushers. So I am. I understand. I've done all the research on this. Once you get to be like 29-30, you can still play for another few years. You're not going to be one of the five best addressers rushers in the NFL. It's very 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 rare. He's going to be 29 on October 29th. So, that is an elephant in the room. It wouldn't prevent me from paying him over 3 years though. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't look at that and say, "Well, you know, plus like if you're him to flip it around, the last time you can claim truly being one of the five best edge rushers in the NFL, was 2019, where you were healthy and performing at a top-five level. That's that's ancient history in the NFL four years ago. So I guess from his standpoint, I don't know how he can argue anything other than like, yeah, I mean, pay me more money, but I'm not in the Bosa category. But on the Viking side, I wouldn't be afraid to pay him in 2024. So there there should be like a middle ground where, all right, we all agree you're not going to make $30 million a year we all agree it's not a five-year contract, but is there like a two- or three-year deal here that everyone can be comfortable with? Like, it would seem that there should be.
2: Yeah, agree. I mean, this is a reminder that he should have hit the payday with his second contract. Yep. That was one of the more ridiculous contracts in recent memory. Like, why? And I get it. I mean, security, you see the money in front of you, okay. But, like, in hindsight, but even in the moment, there was a lot of analysis that, like, Daniel, what are you doing? <laughs> Your representation, what yeah. exactly were they thinking allowing you to sign that contract a few years ago? But I, I agree, Phil. I mean, you guys know the name better than I, but Seattle just took care of one of its past rushers on Monday. Three years, was it 45-ish million? Like, yeah, you're not touching 30 million or even 26 million or 24 million, but, like, that guy who's not a household name, right? And is coming off a good year, Phil. I get it. Wasn't top five last year, but can you make a case he was top 10 as a pass rusher last year?
1: You can, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, like seventh, eighth sort of metrics for sure. He's absolutely top 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 10. 10. Okay. So
2: not top five, but top 10. You would think that there's a happy medium to be had. And I'm with you. I wouldn't hesitate to take care of him for 2024, really, even 2025, when presumably you're looking at that Super Bowl window and saying, okay, It's more realistic we hit that goal or come close to that goal, not this year, but in 24 or maybe more so 25. And I get it. There's a lot of questions to be asked, you know, namely the quarterback position, who exactly is the quarterback in 24, in 25, but that the Vikings look at the opportunity with all the cap space that they are projected to have next March, that the opportunity will be there to really reshape the roster. Really make a significant run starting in twenty four,
1: dudes. I know we'll probably figure out potentially on Tuesday afternoon when Kwasi and KOC talk. But we know, do we know what happened with Chris Reed? And I know they added a couple depth offensive linemen to here. The Vikings did for training camp. Is that just a depth move? Is Chris Reed okay? I guess did they just want as many bodies in that offensive line? Uh,
2: what are your sources telling you there? Yeah, I reached out to somebody very close to Chris. I mean, he's got local representation. And I've got a good relationship with this person. And when this person doesn't respond to me, the tentacles go (laughs) up, right? Something is going on there, Declan. Fair question to ask, no doubt about it. I think something more is going on. It wasn't just your typical was lifting weights, hurt his back type situation, that there might be a little bit more going on there. So, yeah, I mean, that's why on Sunday, Declan, they brought in, you know, multiple free agent guards. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like they've gone after Dalton Reisner, right? The the best free agent guard sitting out. So you, there. So you
1: think their starters are on the roster right now, right? I, I mean, think so.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, there just there hasn't been any movement on Reisner, right? I mean, if you're going to bring in an outsider, now, hey, if August goes incredibly bad for Ed Ingram, could you make a move on somebody on August 25th or September second, Phil? I mean, I guess I can't rule that out. Let's see how the next three to four weeks play out. But, yes, my belief is the starting five are currently on the roster.
1: There is another name. I think it was yesterday. I'm trying to play catch up here because the old Macadac got into one yeah, the country commander's in Washington. Guy. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Norwell is a veteran. I think he's been a pro bowler before. Uh, he mm-hmm. he had some good years. 31 years old. So there's there's another veteran guard that's available. And yeah, it's possible that when you hit the – because teams are preparing as is going into camp here a guy like that hits the hits the streets you know maybe he sits there now for a month strategically to see what the injury landscape looks like so there are going to be options for the vikings um real quick on the on the jordan addison front so what are we to make of this it's one thing if you're like recklessly going 140 miles an hour with no excuse but then, when you come out, and it sounds like he did say this in the moment. To the, it's not like after the fact. He's like he did tell police I had a dog emergency happening at my house. And for like all of us dog owners out there, we're all kind of like, oh, yeah. I guess if I had a car that could drive 140 miles an hour, and like sweet little Maya was having an issue of some kind, then like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do it. The whole thing seems a little weird. I don't know if I fully believe it. Um, what else are you sort of gleaning from this situation? I will say Jordan Addison could use a really good training camp for the next month with no injury issues, no weird... It's just been a lot of weird vibes going back to the draft with him. So what do you make of the whole situation?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, physically, he's feeling good. He's feeling fine. So that is progress. Remember, he missed the mandatory mini camp with an undisclosed injury. Our guy Judd Zolgad tried to confront him on what the situation was, and Jordan wouldn't offer up anything. It was... A pleasant, no comment. Maybe it wasn't even that pleasant, but I remember in mid-June, was it pleasant, Judd, Judd? trying to dig. Hey, Judd. Remember when, when you had, approached when Jordan, Jordan, Jordan blew you off, He blew you off. I, you ta- were trying to dig I ta- on talked, he walked. Injury.
0: I talked, he walked. Yeah. It wasn't he unpleasant. No yeah. It was nothingness.
2: Okay, well. That's all it was. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, that's at least progress, Phil, that he's feeling physically okay. I'm not quite sure I put the... Dog reasoning in the, you know, knuckle push-ups category going back years, right, with Kevin Love. But, you know, I'm a skeptic by nature. I will tell you this much. After everything started to come out, a few of us were sent the information from the state patrol the other day. One person close to Addison was in constant communication with a few of us. Never once did the dog come up and i just think now i get it in the moment he told the officer that but don't you think he would have volunteered that information to those close to him hey just so you know yes it was stupid but this is why i was driving it 140
1: and it doesn't it doesn't i
2: think it would have come up with some of this communication with one person in particular close to jordan that was in constant communication with a few of us i really think
1: like my thought is this i guess it Ultimately nobody got hurt. Ultimately, it was it was what it was. It's not something that you want to see again. But it is hard to I think you just say, all right, well, that was weird. Not sure about the excuse. We'll see. If it if it is true, I think any of us would do whatever we could to get to our dogs, you know. Just feels weird. The whole thing, the whole summer feels weird. It As does, he, but you know could,
2: what? This storyline can go away in three or four weeks. You're right, yep. Phil. If he performs on the field, If nothing else pops up, nothing police blotter-wise, all that, right? I don't know if this will be an afterthought. We will always remember him going 140, especially down 94. Like, to me, if you're going 140, 94 and Dale, of all places to go 140.
0: Yeah, not not there.
2: 94 and Dale.
0: It's just hard to battle. He blew past a cop. You're right. A stopped cop as well with his lights on and a person. There's a person, when you go back and watch the traffic cam, uh, another cop has a guy pulled over and Addison 140s his ass. He
1: goes right by You know what I'll say? That's actually pretty savvy. That's the best time to push it a little bit, right? And, well, they're not going to leave the stop that they're already on. I usually on slow to come down, down minute, when I right? see the
0: lights a little bit, though, right? Because you're like, there's <laughs> probably where advocating... there's one, there's two.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what, 94 and Dale. I just, I, ugh. Not but know you know what? Well, he wasn't drunk. He wasn't high, right? So I'm just saying, let's reevaluate Addison, heading into the September 10th yep. opener. yeah, that's There's fair. no other you know, red flags in the next five weeks. I think in many ways we'll move beyond this. We'll always remember it, but we'll move beyond
0: it. Right now, Darren, it's football 24-7. That's the only thing that Jordan should be focused on. You know what? Send the dog home to the parents. You get in, in your playbook, and you're exactly right, though. Right now, because, I mean, guys, we have all covered a lot of first-round picks. And some have been just suspect as people. Some have been suspect as players. But the one thing that he can do is if he puts his nose in the playbook now and basically says, I am unavailable for anything but football, he'll be fine.
2: Yes. And, I mean, hey, they have an off day on Sunday, so you always need to worry about those off days. More playbook time. You know, he's going to have to abide by a curfew. He's going to be under their watch day and night for the next handful of weeks. So to me, it'll be hard not to bury his head in the playbook and just be all about football.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's training camp for media as well. Thanks to Minnesota Fat Loss, Duke. MN Fat Loss helping you on your journey to get in the best shape of your life for media training camp.
2: That is correct, Phil, doing two-a-days, right? (laughs) Essentially, because I eat twice a day with MNFatLoss.com, now about three weeks into my journey, down approximately 14 pounds, but more importantly, feel energized. Think about the heat coming on Wednesday. Heat advisory, heat index, over 100. Still no word if the Vikings will move up their practice time, but right now the Vikings are scheduled to be on the field 245 on Wednesday. I will be there. Now, trust me, the heat will beat me up in some ways. But, heck, five, six weeks ago at 15 pounds heavier, I promise, the heat would have gotten to me big time. I feel better about combating the heat because of MNFatLoss.com, the energy, I'm telling you. Like, so far this morning, just have had a little black coffee, but feel great. Look forward to having some salmon or some cod. For lunch this afternoon with some blueberries or strawberries, with some cucumbers, with some broccoli. Hey, I'm all about that, right? I mean, at 43 years old, I need to be in better shape thinking about living for the next 25 to 30 years. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, no hypnosis, nothing crazy like that. Many patients will end up losing 20 to 30 pounds in a month or two for your free consultation. Call 763-312-7600. That's 763-312-7600. Or schedule online, mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, D.C. Results may vary. But I am ready, boys, for training camp. Wednesday, yes. Thursday, Friday, then the pads come on next Monday. Unfortunately, I'll miss that first day of the padded practice. Droogie's got a baseball tournament in Tennessee, so we're off for a few days. But I'll be all about being an Egan a lot the next month.
1: Love it, Dukes. Love it, Dukes. Uh, any other Vikings things before we get to the scoops portion of your uh, of your bag here?
2: Well, certainly it's nice to see that Brian O'Neill coming back from the partial tear of the Achilles. It was trending in the right direction all May, all June. But the fact that he doesn't begin training camp on the physically unable to, to perform list, that is very, very encouraging. All signs point to Brian O'Neill being ready to go. They will limit his activity here for certainly the early portion of camp, but all signs point to him being ready to go September 10th.
1: Awesome. Uh, all right, twin stuff here. So we talked about uh, our guy Walker. What? Uh, what? Uh, the, the, the infield crunch is going to be really interesting here, and then there's also the trade deadline on the horizon. So uh, where do you want to start here with uh, with Twins Nuggets Dukes?
2: Well, I can tell you on the trade front, so the trade deadline is 5 o'clock Central or is it 6 o'clock Central? It's one of the two. One week from today. It's not 3 o'clock Central or 4 o'clock Central like some years past. It's an extra hour or two. It's early evening, Tuesday, August 1st. So one week from today. The Twins remain on the lookout for a right-handed bat plus a reliever. They have spoken, I know, with the Rockies, Mets, Nats, A's, White Sox, probably more than that. They had conversations with the Royals about Aroldis Chapman. Those talks never got off the ground. Some character concerns there, plus just the Royals' reluctance to make trades in division, and I get it. The Twins-Royals completed a trade for Michael A. Taylor, but that took many, many, many more weeks than the Twins would have liked. But I know the Twins have spoken with those five teams. So you think about somebody like Brad Hand, who the Twins had some interest in in the winter. The Mets have Tommy Pham. Mark Canna. they have Robertson in the bullpen. The Nats have Lane Thomas. Now, Lane Thomas is under team control for multiple more years. So the Nats are looking for a decent return for him. But when thinking outfielders, Carl Edwards Jr., another reliever with the Nats. Trevor May is available in Oakland. And you think about the White Sox, Lopez, even Graveman, who's under team control beyond this year. So I guess that would surprise me. I know he didn't look good on Sunday, but he's got good stuff, Kendall Graveman. But maybe more so Lopez or Middleton, those are all guys on the Twins' radar. Phil, I will be surprised if they don't add minimum one reliever, but I also think they find a way to add a bat, but then I get it. There's some roster decisions to be made. Jorge Polanco will play nine innings of third base tonight in St. Paul. Now, he needs at least another week to 10 days with St. Paul. So it's not like Jorge Polanco is coming back later this week, but – He will be back soon enough. Royce Lewis is a good two to three weeks away. He'll need a rehab assignment. But at some point in August, heck, by this time next month, Royce Lewis should be good to go, probably even a little before then, depending on how long the rehab assignment goes. So you start thinking about it. Okay, how do you fit all these guys on the roster? Who goes if you bring in a reliever? What are the 40-man moves? There's still a thought that Dallas Keuchel is going to help the Twins at some point, or at least be given a look. Well, you need to add him to the 40-man. So what's that move? Now, they haven't moved, correct me if I'm wrong, Jose DeLeon after Tommy John to the 60-day injured list. So that's one way to create a 40-man spot. But when thinking beyond that, if you bring in a trade acquisition or two, what is the roster squeeze? Good problems to have, but... Legitimate questions that have to be answered.
0: Is your guy, Theobar, going to come back at some point? Or
2: yeah, he's is he with not. Paul. They, yeah,
0: they yep. have to go get He'll a be with St. Paul left-hander. this week.
2: In fact, here's what's interesting yep. it was trending for weeks that Brock Stewart yep. was ahead of Caleb Theobar, that Brock Stewart would return yep. before Caleb Theobar. But as of last night, no rehab assignment plans in place for Brock Stewart, but there is for Caleb Theobar. Theobar will be with the Saints. In St. Paul this week. They start a homestand tonight. So, Theobar progressing just fine. His bullpens have gone well. So, yes, with that oblique injury, just take some time But kill Theobar. will pitch for the Saints here this week. The thought is Brock Stewart will be back. That his agent went on the record on June 27th with me, Joe Speed, saying, hey, it's not the elbow like the Twins announced. It's his forearm. That There was hope that he would be back shortly after the All-Star break. Well, we're now, what, two weeks beyond the All-Star break. Still no signs of Brock Stewart. Now, he has been throwing off the mound. He's been playing catch from 120 feet. So it's not like he's been shut down. But I will tell you, from the original plan compared to now, just about 30 days later, you know, injury situations are fluid. But I don't think many people thought Brock Stewart would need this long to come back.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, Dex tweets had this nugget on Twitter. If uh, if it was somebody else, that's okay. We're gonna let Declan steal credit. That the Twins have the second biggest lead of any team in baseball. Was that you or was that somebody else? In regards somebody to else. what? There you go. Somebody else yeah. had yeah. it. D- yeah, the division, division lead. Yeah, I mean the yeah, Braves are up league. by
2: what, like a million games in the National League They're e. up eleven and a half. Twins, the Twins have the second lot. biggest yeah.
1: division lead. So uh, and they're likely. I mean, I don't know who the Guardians play here, but the, the Twins get the Royals after they're done with Seattle. So and the Guardians currently have the Royals, but they lost last night. They're likely then to they have
2: the Cardinals. Although it's going to be 109 degrees or something crazy in Kansas City. Yeah. Plus it'll be really hot in St. Louis, so keep that in mind.
1: But the Twins are likely to have. And I know we got to we got to get out of here in two minutes for Dukes, but the Twins are likely to have a five, six, seven game lead going into the trade deadline. It's weird because they don't have the record of some of the top teams leading divisions, but they really are making trades to craft a playoff winner, right? Like that's kind of what they're doing. So my last question to you for now on this, and we can talk more about it Thursday and next week is what is the percent chance they trade Brooks Lee in the next week? Their top prospect. Is there any, is it, is it non-zero? Is it a, well, I mean, I'm not
2: going to tell you zero, I'd put it below 5%. Like I see Brooks Lee here on August 2nd. Put it that way. I do not see the Twins making a move for Shohei Otani, for example, or even somebody like Paul Goldschmidt who can block a trade here anyway, right? Or Nolan Arenado. I just don't see a monster move like that. That would surprise me. Trade additions for the margins. Nothing where they're going all in. Nothing, hey, nothing as sizable as last year. I just don't see it, Phil, but no, I'm not going to tell you zero, yeah, right? I mean, there's always a chance. It's not like they're not listening, right? So I guess the possibility exists. Something could potentially come to fruition, but I would be very, very, very surprised. All right.
1: There he is. Darren Doogie Wolfson here. Our One friend. more.
2: Just got an update. Although it's not much of an update. I was curious on the J.D. McDaniels contract negotiations, right? He's not going to sign for max money like Anthony Edwards. So it's a little bit more of a complicated negotiation. Slow going. That's the update as of this morning. Mm -hmm. Slow going. But a reminder, the deadline is still about two months away. Both sides remain motivated to get an extension worked out. But as of now, very slow going on the J.D. McDaniels extension. front. All
1: right, hey Dukes, great stuff, uh, Doogie. Presented by MN Fat Loss, as always, and we'll do it again on Thursday, and we'll see you at training camp.
2: Okay, sounds good, boys. See you tomorrow. Bye bye. All right, good Darren
1: dudes. Doogie Wilson, little scoop sesh. All right, we got to uh, we got to bounce here. We're gonna we're gonna try and pump out a Scornor Twin Show here before we send Judd off to camp. Purple Daily is gonna be hot as it always is with training camp starting this week. So uh, we got you covered across the board here on Score